0: Always great when your video starts off lagging and glitching. <laughs> That's great. But we're here live, of course, every Saturday every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. I did just get done doing a stream interview with my boy, uh, formerly known as Liberty Zero, but now just Zero. Um, awesome interview. Talked about um, politics, liberty, philosophy, guns, <laughs> Christianity, um, family, community, Solutions to the mess talked a little bit about Tartaria and stuff. It was awesome Um, So that's gonna be up posted on my channel in a few hours after we're done with this stream Um, If you're watching this like on a later date, you can just hit rewind you're probably watching you're probably coming back um, Coming to this stream following listening or watching that stream so you already get it But if you're here live with me, I'm on Instagram live here with copper bear the legend um, pumpy the bear Pumpy the Bear again. We've got two Pumpy the Bears, apparently. Um, had an awesome interview with Copper Bear on Hanging with Bears. And i have that posted to my feed sometime in the future, next few weeks. But for now, go check it out on the Hanging with Bears channel, uh, YouTube and Telegram. You can listen to the audio on their Telegram channel. It's uh, t.me slash hwbears. H-W-B-E-A-R-S. Uh, my interview with Copper. It was amazing. It was amazing, <laughs> and I don't know what your YouTube channel is, but it's Hanging with Bears on YouTube. Let me find it. I think you can watch the video there. Hanging with Bears, and it's Hanging without the G. Hang in with Bears. It's my second interview. First one previously I did with Robear. This one I did with Copper Bear. Both were amazing, but this last one was amazing. <laughs> yeah, Hanging with Bears. No G on the hangin'. And you can go back a few days and see uh, my interview on episode 168 of Hanging with Bears with Copper. It was amazing. Yeah, Copper says that was legit. Got a boogie. See you later. Have a great day out there. Happy Saturday. This is a weird time. Saturday at noon is probably not the ideal time to have (laughs) a live stream going where you want participation and talking in the chat room. But everyone did just tune into my last one. Send me awesome questions, comments. People were—I don't really check DLive as I'm streaming because I use OBS and I use Restream software. But over on DLive, Live, Silosopher was coming in hot with some with some Bitcoin, some some crypto, some lemon crypto, sending me diamonds and ninja Guinies. So shout out Silosopher and followed me. So shout out. I know you always posted like awesome comments and gave a bunch of money to Jesse Lee Peterson, which I listen to regularly. They're always shouting you out. So. Glad to, glad to see you find my channel. Hope you're getting a lot of it. New follower, Silosopher, the legend of JLP's channel. Uh, one of the legends in JLP's chat. It's awesome. Welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. One of these days, I'll figure out how to open up the che- the treasure chest and what that does. Um, I was going to try it, but I didn't want to just do it in the middle of an interview with someone. So someday, maybe today, maybe right now, but now is kind of a bad time because it's like the middle of a Saturday and everyone is actually out enjoying their lives. And probably watching this as, as a replay. But all that being said, this is going to be an amazing stream. <laughs> Transformation. We're talking about howing, how the gospel transforms your life. Um, again, I'm, like I said, an actually intro myself, but I am Sean Corey. You can find all my links and all my stuff at seanvplanet.com. My live streams, my podcasts, my good news for my dudes, devotional reading streams. Um, All my appearances on other podcasts and my social media links and sites and stuff, and yeah, just search for Sean V Planet S E A N V P L A N E T on all of your like social media sites, all of your content sites, your YouTube's, your bit shoots, your podcast apps, all that stuff. Follow, subscribe, do the stuff. Click the buttons, do the things. Follow, share, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. And spread this heat, <laughs> spread this heat around. Um, had a wonderful trip down in Florida a couple weeks ago. So yeah, I've been I've been gone for the last two weeks. Sorry about that. Went down to Florida with my girlfriend and my Bible study group and had a fun little time. Oh, we had a time, <laughs> we had a time down at uh, near PCB in Florida. Found out that I float in the ocean, so that's weird. I never floated in the Pacific Ocean. I don't know if that's because like my body changed or my spirit changed or if the water is just different for some reason in the Gulf as opposed to Pacific Ocean but I definitely sank like a rock in the Pacific Ocean and I for some reason was able to just float just constantly a state of just constant floating on the surface while the water in the ocean so that was pretty chill Um, had gator for the first time (laughs) fried gator it's good really good it's pretty yummy and saw some exotic animals at a zoo. Saw a waterfall in Alabama. Um, saw some actual gators. Fed some animals, some critters with my girlfriend. And yeah, just fell in love with Alabama. <laughs> just driving down to Florida through Alabama like on country roads was amazing. I loved all the mud and all the pines. It was beautiful. Small town living, smiling folks. It's good. Felt Felt good. <laughs> Felt great just like being in Alabama. I don't know why. I really like Birmingham too. The city seems to uh, be like cleaning itself up and like just remodeling and revamping itself instead of like destroying and replacing all the older buildings. Um, just something about that I like. It's a good sign that they're not just destroying and rewriting their history, but, and, you know, replacing it with modern junk architecture and gross concrete buildings but kind of preserving that old historic brick you know they uh, was of their past I uh, kind of like that I like that they're investing in their community investing in their history um, yeah to me that's a sign they just care about their past they care about their community genuinely and they want to make itself better and not replace itself rewrite itself and yeah I can't advise getting out of cities more <laughs> Like, get out of the cities, if that isn't apparent already, if that reality isn't slapping you in the face already. But um, if you are going to live in one, that seemed like a pretty good one to live in. And a pretty good, like, city, like, big city to invest in would be Birmingham, Alabama. Like, a pretty good city with signs that it actually cares about itself, it cares about its community, and is investing in itself, and appreciates and respects its history and its culture, and in a good state, <laughs> like a sane state still with sane laws. Um, so Birmingham Alabama if you absolutely need to live in a city but want to like live well for the next 50 years at least relatively that seems like a good one to invest in also yesterday at work hurt my finger so sorry when I do my little stupid hand gestures if I do that I did not paint my finger I boo booed my finger yeah ouchie so I'm probably gonna lose that finger now (laughs) I uh, dropped a block on my finger in between another block So two, like, 70-pound blocks crushed this finger. Um, And, yeah, so I got a little ouchy. Kind of hurts. You know, not bad. It's a little, you know, in my fingies. (laughs) It's a little fingy injury. So it's not the end of the world, but it's kind of annoying. Annoying pain. So sorry sorry if that's distracting. I was noticing it during my last interview uh, an hour ago with Zero when I was, like, using my hand gestures. I was kind of noticing myself. It kind of looks weird when I see it. So no, I did not paint my fingernails. I man, man hurt my fingernails, but doing man stuff. <laughs> Pioneer Zoomer, what's going on? My uh, dude, Zoomer's crushing it. Pioneer Zoomer is all about rebuilding California, reclaiming what was lost out in the West. I love it. And that Pioneer mindset. Um, hope all is well with you this bro- brother on this uh, Saturday afternoon. Rhino Bears here with me on Instagram. Mr. Blue's here. What's going on? We got legends in the chat. Let's do it. This isn't a weird time, apparently. <laughs> in the middle of the day on a Saturday, we got legends showing up regardless. And we're talking about something awesome today. And I'm going to be sharing my testimony, something I haven't actually fully done. I keep summarizing it and shortening my testimony when I go on other streams or at times on this stream. But today is the day. Today is the day. We're finally giving my full and complete testimony because it's the topic at hand. We're going to be getting into the Bible, so get out your Bibles if you want to read along with me. Um, We're going to be in Acts 25 and Acts 26. And if you have comments or questions, send them in the chat. Get out your Bibles. We're going to be in Acts 25 and we're going to continue on into Acts 26. I'm going to get my reading voice out. And we're going to end the stream by also reading from the Jesus Storybook Bible again. You know, my favorite book. The Bible is my favorite book, and the Jesus Storybook Bible is my second favorite book. Let's go. We're in Acts. Acts 25. The trial before Festus. So read along with me now. Now when Festus had come, I should say Orthodox Study Bible is my actual go-to Bible. And it is uh, New King James translation, if you're wondering. Mr. Blue says, you're not white. You have to go back. Yeah, it's a great day. Come visit any time, bro. Miss you. Wait, what? Oh, Rhino says it to Mr. Blue. Uh, That was confusing. Hey, Sean V, Rhino, what's going on? Yeah, Rhino Bear did a crazy fireworks uh, celebration, apparently yeah acts 25 acts 26 mr blue mr rhino bear legends in the chat pioneer zoomer in the chat let's go follow along again new king james version for me i won't judge you for any other translation you have but acts 25 starts now when festus had come to the province after three days he went up from caesarea to jerusalem then the high priests and the chief men of the jews informed him against paul And they petitioned him, asking a favor against him, that he would summon him to Jerusalem, while they lay in ambush along the road to kill him. But Festus answered that Paul should be kept at Caesarea, and that he himself was going there shortly. Therefore, he said, let those who have authority among you go down with me and accuse this man to see if there is any fault In him and when he had remained among them more than 10 days he went down to Caesarea and the next day sitting on the judgment seat he commanded Paul to be brought when he had come the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood about and laid many serious complaints against Paul which they could not prove while he answered for himself neither against the law of the Jews nor against the temple, nor against Caesar, have I offended in anything at all. But Festus, wanting to see, wanting to do the Jews a favor, answered Paul and said, Are you willing to go up to Jerusalem and there be judged before me concerning these things? So Paul said, I stand at Caesar's judgment seat, where I ought to be judged. To the Jews I have done no wrong, As you very well know, for if I am an offender or have committed anything deserving of death, I do not object to dying. But if there is nothing in these things of which these men accuse me, no one can deliver me to them. I appeal to Caesar. Then Festus, when he had conferred with the council, answered, You have appealed to Caesar? To Caesar you shall go. Festus's plan and that's the section in, at least in my book and after some days King Agrippa and Bernice came to Caesarea to greet Festus when they had been there many days Festus laid Paul's case before the king saying there is a certain man left a prisoner by Felix about whom the chief priests and the elders of the Jews informed me when I was in Jerusalem asking for a judgment against him To them I answered, It is not the custom of the Romans to deliver any man to destruction before the accused meets the accusers face to face and has opportunity to answer for himself concerning the charge against him. Therefore, when they had come together without any delay, the next day I sat on the judgment seat and commanded the man to be brought in. When the accuser stood up, they brought no accusation against him of such things as I supposed, but had some questions against him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who had died, whom Paul affirmed to be alive. And because I was uncertain of such questions, I asked whether he was willing to go to Jerusalem and there be judged concerning these matters. But when Paul appealed to be to but when Paul appealed to be reserved for the decision of Augustus, I commanded him to be kept till I could send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I also would like to hear the man myself. Tomorrow, he said, you shall hear him. So the next day, when Agrippa and Bernice had come with great pomp and had entered the auditorium with the commanders and the prominent men of the city, At Festus's command, Paul was brought in. And Festus said, King Agrippa and all the men who are here present with us, you see this man about whom the whole assembly of the Jews petitioned me, both at Jerusalem and here, crying out that he was not fit to live any longer. But when I found out that he had committed nothing deserving of death and that he himself had appealed to Augustus, I decided to send him. I have nothing certain to write to my lord concerning him. Therefore, I have brought him out before you, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that after the examination has taken place, I may have something to write. For it seems to me unreasonable to send a prisoner and not to specify the charges against him. So there's the setup. Here's where it gets good. Acts 26, Paul's defense. Then Agrippa said to Paul, You are permitted to speak for yourself. So Paul stretched out his hand and answered for himself. I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because today I shall answer for myself before you concerning all the things of which I am accused by the Jews, especially because you are expert in all customs and questions which have to do with the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to hear me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, which was spent from the beginning among my own nation at Jerusalem, all the Jews know. They knew me from the first. If they were willing to testify that according to the strictest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made by God to our fathers. To this promise, our twelve tribes, earnestly serving God night and day, hope to attain. For this hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused by the Jews. Why should it be thought incredible by you that God raises the dead? Indeed. I myself thought I must do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. This I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. And I punished them often in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme and being exceedingly enraged against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. While thus occupied, I journeyed to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests. At midday, O king, along the road I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining around me and those who journeyed with me. And when all who had fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking to me and saying in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So I said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand on your feet, For I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you have seen and of the things which you yet will. (laughs) But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Therefore, King Agrippa I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent, turn to God, and do works befitting repentance. For these reasons the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. Therefore, having obtained help from God, to this day I stand, "...witnessing both to small and great, saying no other things than those which the prophets and Moses said would come, that the Christ would suffer, that he would be the first to rise from the dead, and would proclaim light to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. Now, as he thus made his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are beside yourself." Much learning is driving you mad. But he said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak the words of truth and reason. For the king before whom I also speak freely knows these things. For I am convinced that none of these things escapes his attention, since this thing was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you do believe Then Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me today might become almost and altogether such as I am, except for these chains. When he said these things, the king stood up as well as the governor and Bernice and those who sat with them and when they had gone aside they talked among themselves saying this man is doing nothing deserving of death or chains then agrippa said to festus this man might this man might have been set free if he had not appealed to caesar amazing <laughs> amazing I prefer the MV, my version. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Liberty Zero, check out the previous stream. For you guys here right now, it'll be another hour or two before it's up. And if you're watching this at a later date, it's the podcast or live stream um, 58, right before this. So why are we reading this story? Why are we talking about this story here today? This is just an amazing story. (laughs) It truly is an amazing story. Paul's life itself his life itself was so incredible, but this little snapshot, this little event in, in the history, in the timeline, pretty much summarizes it all, um, told by him in person to those who have imprisoned him in the face of persecution and punishment. He tells his story, shares the gospel, and seeks to evangelize even the most powerful Romans and Jews while in chains, while literally wearing chains. This man would not stop spreading the gospel, how it saved him, and we should all take note of that. We should all understand, recognize, and appreciate that, believers and unbelievers alike. The Apostle Paul was once hostile to the name of Jesus. He did not recognize that Jesus was the promised Messiah. He persecuted believers. He put some in prison. He even voted to put some to death. While journeying to Damascus to pursue and persecute Christians, Paul had an encounter with the risen Christ. This event changed his life completely. An encounter with the risen Christ changed his life completely. Paul's sole purpose in life from that point on became a mission of following Christ and becoming a witness to the world. His transformation Was dramatic. Paul was obedient to his calling. Paul proclaimed Christ in Damascus first, then to those in Jerusalem, then to Judea, and eventually to all the regions of the Gentiles. His purpose was to open the eyes and hearts of people so that they would turn from darkness towards light, from the dominion of Satan to the glory and the kingdom of God. His message, for all's to eye, his message to all with eyes to see and ears to hear was to trust in Christ alone for the forgiveness of sins and to repent. Repent and believe. Now, let's talk about me for a little bit. So Paul's amazing. I'm trying to be. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that amazing. I don't have chains on me yet. But let's talk about me for a little bit. Sean Corey who I was before Christ. Who was I before Christ? I was a born and raised liberal atheist. My family, my peers, my schools, my cities, my TV screens, all my environments convinced me that God was not real, that religion was fake and just used to control people, and that communism, socialism, or just, you know, general liberal earthly ideologies were not only reasonable and smart, but apparently true and good i believed that this life in this place was all we had and that utopia must be sought out as an individual and as humanity at large i was raised poorly without discipline without attention with boomers as my authority figures so of course i became a liar a cheater a deceiver um, i became lazy entitled greedy and selfish I did whatever I thought would make me popular. I sought out temporary pleasures and desired to have a wealthy lifestyle in my future and obtain high status roles in my life. My parents divorced when I was age nine and it made me extremely angry and sad. I would act out in school or in public for attention, causing problems and getting in trouble just so my parents would notice me, even if it was negatively instead of, focus, instead of them focusing on their own selfish lifestyles. I enjoyed being with my father more, but the outcome of the divorce placed me in my mom's house and she was not home very often while, while working full time and partying with friends afterward, after her full work time schedule. I learned to just watch TV and sports, play video games and entertain myself to just keep myself happy while my family members ignored me. I went on to play sports and had some friends. I was naturally really good at sports and spent a lot of time practicing while other kids didn't. This gave me early advantages and success, but I eventually gave up pursuing it seriously out of a lot of various events that occurred along the way. Injuries, drama, lack of motivation, a strong desire to have fun instead of working hard. I kept playing and watching though, because that is what my friends and my peers did. I just kept pursuing activities and games that would make me happy just temporary and fleeting feelings of joy. My friends and my classmates eventually became party kids in high school who drank and played beer pong on the weekends. And that eventually led to smoking weed and exploring other drugs when I finally moved on to college. I did mushrooms, acid, drank a lot, smoked a lot, smoked a lot of weed often. I womanized, I became a slut maker, hooking up with tens of women hundreds of times spent most of my time and energy trying to hook up with girls more often. This lifestyle of course made me emotionally unstable, aggressive, physically weak, broke, depressed, and spiritually broken. I got cheated on by multiple girlfriends and after moving to San Diego and experiencing the hookup culture there, I became used to using women. I felt like they weren't special or meaningful they weren't just objects to be used for my own pleasure and thought that if I invested seriously in them that I would just hurt myself in the end when I couldn't use women as objects to pleasure myself I became addicted to pornography and masturbation the smoking weed and drinking addictions became serious because of course uh, although I did a good job of hiding it all or justifying it all to those around me my new friends and co-workers in California and my mostly liberal and atheist family that I moved out there, I just hid it all from them. And it ruined me and it caused me to become worse at everything. I've cheated. I lied. I stole. I wasted my money on stupid and temporary things. I threw away my best years playing video games and having fun at bars. When it all started to crash down on me, because of course, <laughs> when it all started to crash down on me, When my credit score reached the low 400s and my debts reached the tens of thousands, when my good friends started moving away and the friends I had left in San Diego only enjoyed partying with me, when the girl I thought would be my wife one day finally broke up with me, and when I realized I was a college dropout making minimum wage at an unnecessarily stressful job, I made the decision to end my life. I figured that I was only heading downhill from that point and that I hadn't really done anything too bad, that my legacy would be fairly good, that I wasn't leaving behind a wife or kids of my own, and that I thought it would just make some people sad for a little bit of time. I thought that I could just end it all and enter into the blackness of death, the nothing that I thought was what happens after this life. I gave away some valuable possessions, I cleaned up my personal belongings, I threw away a lot of clutter and mess, wrote letters to my family members, and decided to take an Uber to the top of the Coronado Bridge in San Diego and jump off of it. When I got into the Uber, completely ready to end my life in about 15 minutes, the man or the angel, whatever you want to call him, that was assigned to pick me up that day, made me smile, laugh, think about my life, and convinced me to finally grow up and overcome my parents and become the man I was made to be and step forward into my destiny instead of ending it right then and there. He told me to look up Jesse Lee Peterson and before I knew it, we were crossing the bridge and I was being dropped off on Coronado Island. I sat on the beach for hours, looking back at the city skyline with my feet in the sand, thinking about life and all of life, my life and all of life, all of existence. I realized without a doubt that day, without a doubt, that God was very real and that he sent that man to pick me up. That I had some sort of purpose here still left to accomplish and that God needed me alive. It took me a few more months to finally open up and read the Bible. I was still doing bad things, overeating, and being lazy, masturbating to porn, lying, cussing, smoking, and drinking, but I knew God was real. One night I hit a low point and decided to just reach out to God. I closed my eyes and I genuinely placed my heart into his hands. I asked for forgiveness, authentic, genuine forgiveness. I submitted to his will and became an obedient servant of his. I asked for his help in overcoming my addictions and my passions. I asked for guidance and for mercy for all I've done wrong. He did so. And much 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 more after my prayer my first ever prayer I opened a copy I had of the New Testament and began reading once I read once I got to chapters 5 through 7 of Matthew it was just over (laughs) it was just over at that point I couldn't stop reading I couldn't stop thinking who hid this from me (laughs) and why did I deny this for so long it's so true and it's so beautiful I began praying regularly and asking God for help in overcoming my fallen state and to show me what I needed to do. I placed my complete faith in Him and began seeking all His right ways. I became entirely obedient to Him and sought a connection to my Creator inwardly and constantly. I began having dreams for the first time in my life, very intense and message-filled dreams, and felt the call to clean up my life and move. I made a vow of celibacy. I quit smoking cigarettes, then alcohol. I stopped lying and cheating and stealing entirely. I got a job and a side job and began working to pay off my debts and fulfill all my oaths and contracts. I wanted to move to Texas or, or Idaho, but God kept showing me Nashville. In dreams and moments of silent prayer, and in my life happenings. I just kept being shown Nashville and called and led here. I had never been here before. I knew nobody from here or living here. I had just no connection physically, earthly, in the earthly sense to Nashville, but I just felt overwhelmingly called to move here and as fast as possible. I went to my parents and forgave them and shared my love and respect for them despite how much they failed me as a child. I let go of the resentment and the anger I had towards them for failing me and truly found the peace that I had realized I was lacking for 28 years. I began forgiving all people after that, all of my enemies and all who have wronged me or in the past or in the present. I continued working hard, sobering up, cleaning up my act, and my life and eventually just packed a small car up with some stuff left my friends my family my job my possessions my whole lifestyle behind in california and went forward into a completely new life and a born again life in tennessee on my channel here the sean v planet channel we are watching or listening to this right now On YouTube, BitChute, or podcast apps, wherever you're watching or listening, you can experience that day, that exact day that I left California. Live stream number one on this feed, if you go all the way back, this is what, live stream 59, yeah, 59, if you go all the way back to number one, you can see the very first day I was in California and leaving it. Live stream number one was recorded from my car in a parking lot somewhere in between Los Angeles and Joshua Tree. I streamed my journey and happenings from that point on. My life, my new life that I was adventuring into, the destiny I was walking into. Being jobless and being homeless, but being happy and excited for what God had in store for me. And slowly sharing my life and what I've been learning and how much I've been growing and building since then. On this stream with you guys here. I moved to Nashville where I was homeless for a couple months. I found a job at a church in Brentwood, then an apartment in South Nashville, made friends along the way, went to church for the first time and continue doing so, found many different Bible study groups. Some I've left, some I've joined still and go to today. Four different ones throughout my week regularly right now. So many inspiring and informative people, have uh, mentors, true friends, and I very likely found my future wife and mother to my children, all because God brought me here, and all God willing. Our Heavenly Father prevented me from taking my own life, and Jesus Christ, His Son, showed me what was necessary to be born again in His Spirit and truly be saved. He opened and continues to open doors for me. And, at, and I find the blessings in time as I continue to walk forward into them. As I continue to place my faith in Jesus, he leads me to the right places, to the right people, to the right environments at exactly the right times. Although there are difficulties and hardships along the way, and I'm still a work in progress, still, I probably never won't be, and... Through it all, Christ has been my North Star, continuing to just guide me towards peace, rest, truth, and love that only a spiritual connection to God, our Father in Heaven, can provide. I am now three years celibate, two years sober. My credit score is back to a very good standing. My debts are being paid off and should be around the new year. I have plans to have many kids, build and maintain a farmstead, minister to anyone and everyone I encounter, and to be a reliable, productive, valuable member of my community. I can see reality clearly. I wear the armor of God and fight off spiritual attacks constantly. I have justified confidence in my life and in God's plan for us all. I am truly happy, honest, hardworking, hopeful, and loving now. I know the truth. I have peace in my heart. I fear not. I truly do love people, all people. And it was only and could only have been given to me by the salvation afforded to us all through Jesus Christ, through faith in Jesus, the Son of God. The gospel is salvation for sinners. I once was completely lost and broken and now am entirely fixed and found. All of the thanks are to God. All of the thanks be to God. I could have done none of this on my own. I wouldn't be here on my own. I wouldn't have been here for the last two and a half years on my own. The mission I now have is to share this with others. Continue to grow spiritually, learn God's word, and be a lighthouse of truth and love, shooting out into the darkness of this temporary world. I am constantly seeking to reach young men who are like who I was, and show them who I became thanks to the gospel. I know that God needed me alive to carry out his will, to disciple and to be discipled, to spread his word, And to help build his kingdom step by step. And I am not going to fail him. (laughs) I am not going to fail him. So when we think about Paul giving his testimony in Acts 25 and 26, what I just read, we see who he was before Christ, how he met Christ, who he is now in Christ, and why and what he does now. When comparing this to myself, I was a sinner, a blasphemer, a degenerate, doing bad things in an evil world. I met Christ following a divine intervention on my trip towards physical death. Through inwardly seeking him with silent prayer, humbling myself, becoming obedient, hopeful, loyal, and faithful, I met and encountered Jesus. Now in Christ, I'm a man of God, seeking righteousness daily, building, growing, improving my life and those around me sacrificially, spreading the gospel with stories, words, fellowship, and actions. What I do now is I make podcasts, live streams, blogs, devotional reading videos, all to spread God's love and truth to all who can or will listen. I seek to network locally with believers of all denominations to advance and build God's kingdom, starting here first. I am inspired every every single day to be a kingdom builder because every single day is one that I shouldn't be here. Every single day is one that God gave to me and to us all. And we should repay him with obedience, trust, worship, and love. Genuine obedience, trust, worship, and love. I was a sinner. I was lost. But because of the gospel, I am now found. I am now saved. You can be too, if you haven't already. It's never too late. Yet. Yet. So why are there people out there who are resistant to the gospel? Maybe you listening right now are one of them. Why is it that you are so hesitant to place your trust and faith in the time-tested good news of salvation? Why are people so willing to reject the free gift of an, of an eternal salvation? so willing to ignore the obvious solution to their problem of suffering? Why can't all these non-believers make the necessary leap of rejecting their temporary lives and enter into a forever after of pure love, truth, and peace? It's because these people have been made sorrowful to the news of having to repent. The news that they must turn away from their current lives and give up their possessions and pleasures of now and head into a new life that requires a change of heart and a change of behaviors. There is just too much regret at the consequences of recognizing the depths of their sin. There is a fear in the unsafe heart of having to repent and turn away from what they know and have in order to enter into an eternal salvation. And a reward that exists beyond this life and this place and to put it simply satan the great deceiver the evil one hates repentance satan can't stand a comeback story all of the work he put in on me to think back of all the work that satan put in on me all of the evil he led me towards and into It all disappeared when I repented, and gave my soul back to God and to His glory. When I slip up, when I sin, even to this day, I make sure to repent quickly, often, and genuinely. Satan no longer has a hold on me. I'm no longer a slave to sin, and that makes the evil one very grumpy. When I lead others around me to repent and seek God, it makes him especially grumpy, and he usually seeks to pull me back down and back into the life I once had. The more that repentance occurs, the more grumpy the evil one will grow, and the more glory that is brought to God, our Creator, our true Father, and the source of all that is good, true, and beautiful. When we turn away from sin and walk into a life of righteousness, the heavenly choir rejoices. We are rewarded with peace and love in the here and now, and a place is reserved for us in the eternal, glorious kingdom, in the forever after. Nobody will be born again. No person will find a spiritual connection to their creator through their intellect alone or through their rational or reasonable thoughts. People are saved by a change of heart, by a refocusing of their soul onto righteous things and not on the stuff of this physical environment around us. Testimonies and stories change hearts. Compassion, truth, love, peace, and the Word of God are what brings people back into a righteous life and a place at the table in the eternal kingdom. Share your story. If you have been saved, share your story. Share your feelings and your experiences with others. Share how encountering Jesus changed you. Unashamed, do so without shame and share the gospel to those who still need the salvation you now know and have. Lead them to the word, to the good news that is the New Testament and the Bible in its entirety. And then let go and let God do the saving by changing their hearts. Repentance of the heart must take place for one's salvation to occur. And that repenting only occurs when one chooses to turn away from their current life of sin and chooses instead to seek the grace afforded to them by God through genuine, authentic faith in him. Go now and change your heart. Shout out to everyone on Instagram. Joe Gagan, Rhino, crush Yeah. Kit Kat, Mr. Blue, Rhino, Bell Road, Joe Gagan. Shout out to everyone. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Pioneer says, Wow, that was an impressive story. Good to hear you're okay now. Yeah. Oh, I'm amazing now. (laughs) I'm amazing. And all thanks be to God. Truly. Truly. Of yourself, you know nothing and can do nothing. All glory be to God. Yeah, Liberty Zero, great testimony, man. Yeah, thank you again for coming on. Again, check out the previous live stream to hear a great interview with Zero, my man. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, everyone. Instagram, awesome. Thank you for showing up and hearing me out. Um, Yeah. And share this stream with people who you think might need to hear it. Young men like myself who were lost and broken who you think may be seeking out the truth and love of God. You might need to... a young role model, a young image of themselves, explaining it. And that's so true as testimonies are powerful. Your life experience is powerful. You can quote scripture all day. Non-believers aren't going to take it to heart. But when you, with a personal, genuine, authentic connection to somebody, explains how Christ is real, (laughs) it is true. It is the salvation you need and also how you found it who you were before it and what you are doing now, the greatness that is in you and being carried out through you. Now that you are saved, now that you have the Holy Spirit in you working through you, it's powerful. And if you want people to be saved, if you want people in if you want people sitting at the table with you in the eternal kingdom, beyond this place here and now, share the gospel with them. They need it. If you love them you will provide them with the salvation they need for their sin so long hail bear what's going on rhino joe legends crushing everyone's crushing everyone's getting it <laughs> everyone's getting it thank you guys for tuning in in the middle of this saturday we're going to end today um By again, reading from the Jesus Storybook Bible, again, the second greatest book ever created, besides the Bible, (laughs) the greatest man-made invention is the Jesus Storybook Bible. It's amazing. Let's show that for that and for Instagram. Jesus Storybook Bible. And if you have kids, I definitely recommend getting it for them. And if you're an adult, still just get it and read it. It's amazing. It's a great summary, compact, precise summary of the Bible stories. It's a truly amazing book to read, and we've read this story before, actually, on one of my streams, but we're going to read it again. It's the story of Paul, as told by the Jesus Storybook Bible, and it's called A New Way to See. A New Way to See. Of all the people who kept the rules, Saul was the best. I'm good at being good, he'd tell you. He was very proud and very good but he wasn't very nice saul hated anyone who loved jesus he traveled around looking for them he wanted to catch them and put them in prison he wanted everyone to forget all about jesus he didn't believe jesus was the rescuer and he didn't believe jesus was alive either you see saul had never met jesus So one day, Jesus met Saul. Saul was on his way to Damascus when suddenly a dazzling light flashed like lightning. It was brighter than the sun. It was too bright. Saul shielded his eyes and fell to the ground. He heard a loud voice. It was too loud. It gave Saul a headache. Saul, Saul, said the loud voice, why are you fighting me? Lord, Saul answered, who are you? I am Jesus, said the voice. When you hurt my friends, you are hurting me too. Saul's whole body trembled. Go to the city, Jesus said, I'll tell you what to do. When Saul opened his eyes, he couldn't see. His helpers had to hold his hand and lead him like a little child. Saul was blind for three whole days, and yet it was as if he was seeing for the very first time. Meanwhile, there was a man called Ananias who loved Jesus. Jesus came to him in a dream. Go to Saul and pray for him, and I will make him see again. Ananias knew all about Saul and how he hated Jesus' followers. Lord He has come to hurt us. But Jesus told Ananias, Saul is the one I've chosen to tell the whole world who I am. So Ananias went to Saul. Brother Saul, Ananias said, it was Jesus you met on the road. And Ananias prayed for Saul. Suddenly, Saul could see again, but he saw everything differently. He wasn't mean anymore. He even changed his name from Saul to Paul, which means small and humble, the very opposite of proud. And do you know what Ananias' name means? The Lord is full of grace. Grace is just another word for gift, which is funny because that's just what Paul's message was all about from then on. It's not about keeping rules, Paul told people, you don't have to be you don't have to be good at being good for God to love you. You just have to believe what Jesus has done and follow him. Because it's not about trying, it's about trusting. It's not about rules, it's about grace. God's free gift that cost him everything what had happened to paul he met jesus paul got a new job he called himself a servant and traveled everywhere telling everyone about jesus he got shipwrecked three times he even ended up in prison god loves us he wrote from prison nothing can ever no not ever separate us from the never-stopping, never-giving-up, unbreaking, always-and-forever love of God he showed us in Jesus. And so it was, just as God promised Abraham, that dark night all those years ago, the family of God's children grew and grew, until one day they would come to number more than even all the stars of the sky. Amazing. <laughs> Jesus Storybook Bible. Amazing. Um, so that's going to be it. Demon Hunter Bear, what's going on? Glad you're here. Go back and rewatch the rest of the stream. It's amazing. You'll hear my whole story. My whole testimony. Thank you everyone here for tuning in on Instagram. Legend long hail liberty zero pioneer zoomer my girlfriend's in the chat um demon hunter bear paul copper bear rhino bear mr blue everyone's here everyone's crushing everyone's getting it thank you for tuning in tell your friends about this stream and podcast um send them to just for all the stuff and all the links um youtube and BitChute channels podcast apps all the stuff Um, Instagram, Gab, Telegram, TikTok, Times app, my not Twitter account. (laughs) Just spread this heat if you think others would enjoy it or get something out of it. I will be back here next Saturday morning, not at noon like right now, but next Saturday morning at 11 Eastern, 10 a.m. Central Time, live on YouTube, DLive, and Trovo, unless I post otherwise on my social media accounts for some unforeseen reason. Until then, everyone, I love you. Go out this week and do good, be good, love and be loved. And go crush. Keep smoking. Keep smoking. Keep soaking in all these amazing summer days and summer summer sunshine rays. And seek what is good, true, and beautiful with all of your hearts, souls, and minds. I love you guys. Take care. Follow Sean on social media at Sean B. Planet. His podcast audio is on the Sean B. Planet channel on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. His videos are on YouTube and Bitshoot. Live streams on DLive and Twitch. Blogs, links, and other stuff can be found at Seanbeeplanet.com.